Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? It's Theological Thursday. We're going to talk about the theology of Christmas. Come on, let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me, your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. So glad I get to hang out with you and you get to hang out with me on W. AVA 105.1 FM right here in the nation's capital out of Arlington, Virginia, covering all of the DMV, that's D.C., Maryland, and Northern Virginia, including parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. Thanks a lot for hanging out with me. And then, of course, on all my socials, at uh, Anderson Speaks is my handle there. We'll see you on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live. Thanks a lot. Uh, for tuning in. Of course, if you see me on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, you see a handsome gentleman right next to me. He is our pastoral resident, Will Eastham. You're going to learn more about him and his uh, helping us with today's topic, the theology of Christmas. I'll introduce him in just a moment. If you want to call in, you want to talk to me, you want to talk theology and Christmas, the phone number is 888-432-7434. That's 888 888- Four three two seven four three four. If you're driving right now, it's probably raining on you or something like that. You're thinking, how am I going to remember that number? Well, just remember the word bridge. Maybe you're driving over one even now. The number's eight 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 four three bridge. Let's bow for a word of prayer, and then we're going to ask you the question: What is Christmas really about? And uh, what questions might you have about Christmas theologically, maybe even uh, culturally or traditionally? So let's pray first. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to even have a holiday where we can celebrate your birth. And uh, we pray that what the scriptures teach us about uh, this great Advent, uh, we pray that you'd help us to understand that along with our guest, Will Eastham, as well. We commit today's show over to you now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. There are a couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com. That's andersonspeaks.com. You can learn more about me. You can also uh, connect with me off air if you'd like to do that. Finally, if you uh, have an ethnic restaurant that you really like in the area, let me know about it because I'm putting together in the new year a top picks list of ethnic restaurants. And if you have a great one out there that I need to know about, let's make sure it makes it on my top picks list. Now, next to me is Will Eastham. Mr. Will Eastham is a pastoral resident right here at Bridgeway Community Church, a church that I pastor in Maryland and Columbia, Maryland, as well as in Baltimore County, Maryland. He's a graduate of the Moody Bible Institute, where he got his bachelor's of theology, as well as his MDiv, which is a master's of divinity that he got from North Park Seminary. Most of all, I love this young man. I've known him since he was born, and yet I've seen him grow and develop. And now he's a pastoral resident. He's married with one child, and he is a theologian. And uh, Will Easton, welcome to Real Talk. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Anderson. It's such a privilege to get to be here with you this well, afternoon. The privilege is mine for us to be able to hang out together. We've talked theology a lot. I mean, over the years, people may not know, you were an intern here, weren't you? That's right. Yeah, I was an intern when I was in high school, my senior year, right before I went to Moody. And so we have talked a lot of theology over the years. I've learned a lot from you. Uh, and and it's still enjoy getting to, to pick your brain on theological issues. Well, to see you raised uh, in the church and to see you grow and learn God's word and to teach God's word. You just preached last Sunday at Bridgeway Community Church. What did you preach about? Yeah, so last Sunday I preached on uh, the coming of Jesus, the first coming of Jesus that we celebrate in Christmas, uh, in the Christmas season and in the season of Advent, sort of leading up to that first coming and then the second coming of Christ that we anticipate when Jesus is going to come back and finish his his work and mm. uh, making all things new. But then all the different ways in which he continues to come to us again and again and again, mm. uh, just like he came to Joseph, just like he came to Mary, uh, to bring us on board uh, and joining him in his work of making all things new. During this Christmas story, you talk about uh, the coming of, of Jesus. And specifically in your sermon, you were talking about the idea of of this announcement being made to Joseph. How difficult do you think that was for Joseph to hear that his 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 woman evidently had been with another man because she's pregnant? Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, I always say uh, to people, you know, with this story is so familiar to us. Uh, but, you know, there's lots of people, including many of us who are Christians, uh, who struggle believing the doctrine of the virgin birth. So imagine uh, knowing even less than we know now about right. God's plan of salvation, yeah. how much more baffling that was to Joseph and how much more, yeah. you know, scandalized, angry, confused he was about this. this what announcement. man would actually even believe that? Right. Honey, I'm pregnant. We both know I haven't been together, but I'm telling you, I hadn't been with another man. Right. Yeah, he's like, oh, my gosh, these first century women, <laughs> <laughs> right? these first century women. And then the whole question about, uh, well, what really happened was it was the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. Yeah. He's like, are you spiritualizing this? Right. You know, so why is it important to to understand the virgin birth? It was it was more than just a scandalous story. It was scandalous. But why did the Lord have to come uh, in this way? Right. So sort of at the core of the, the doctrine of the virgin birth. Um, is a couple of things. Luke uh, and and Matthew even tell us in their gospel accounts, their biographies of Jesus, that all of this had to happen to fulfill what Scripture said. Mm. And so this was a sign uh, that you know not only was you know just a woman getting pregnant with someone who was an incredible moral teacher, uh, but that God was actually fulfilling His promises to us in a decisive way that is totally unique from from any of the other you know incredible people that he's raised up in history that god's actually now entering into the story that he's writing hmm. uh to be able to to uh continue and to move that story forward towards his purposes so it was fulfilling prophecy was it also important that she was a virgin you know what i mean mm -hmm. so you have the physicality of a female side of it but the human male side of it was missing you think that was important, right? Yeah, and it, and you know, there's uh, so many conversations going on in our culture right now about you know purity culture, and some people might see this as you know just another you know negative toxic understanding of oh she had to be a pure virgin to to give uh, birth to to God for God to be able to come, and I think that maybe we're reading a little bit of our own mm. context into that. I think the most one of the most significant pieces. Uh, of the puzzle we need to see for why Mary was a virgin uh, was to understand that this was God himself coming into the picture. Uh, this was God himself 
becoming born of a woman. So he, he did, you know, Jesus was fully and truly human. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, he was more than a human. He was a prophet, but he was more than a prophet. Mm. Um, he was a son of David, uh, just like Solomon was a son of David. And yet he is also the son of God, the eternal son of God. Mm. And so uh, by having Mary be a virgin and having it be a miraculous uh, conception, that's sort of God putting his his stamp of, of, of um his own signature, I guess, on mm. on this particular event, saying, "Hey, I'm the one at work here." Isn't that something? And it's somehow—I uh, don't know if we'd call it a prototype—but this idea that we can have a human mother and a heavenly father. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the fact that there is this hundred percent God divinity in Christ, hundred percent humanity, and while we don't have a hundred percent divinity spiritually, in a sense, we have Him as our Father. We are his child, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just pretty amazing uh, the way this this Christmas story unfolds. Well, when we get back, we're going to talk more about uh, the Christmas story. We're going to talk with Will Eastham, our pastoral resident, uh, to help us understand why Christmas is important. And maybe you have a theological question, a biblical question. You got a pastor here. You got a pastoral resident who's going to become a pastor here. I mean, take advantage while you can. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. with Dr. David Anderson is not just an insightful radio talk show, but also a conversation that encourages listeners to engage in higher levels of understanding. Here's what people are saying about the show. Dr. Anderson, I've been listening to you for a couple years now, and I just wanted to call in and say amen and hallelujah. You are on the mark. I listen to you uh, very much, and it's good. It's very, very good to hear your refreshing voice on the radio. You are not afraid to take any topic. Uh, you are very humble, and um, it's, it just gives us comfort. I love the radio station. My favorite is Marriage Mondays. Even though I'm not married, it's okay. I love it. I love the advice. I listen to it all the time. I have my notifications on. I was on the show once upon a time. Um, so I just love the advice and just the biblical sound and just stuff that he says on here. It's amazing to listen to. He's such an inspiration because not only does he impact the um, local area, but his message is so powerful that it deserves to go on a broader spectrum. Comprehension begins with conversation is not just a phrase, it's a reality. Join the conversation at Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Communication.org. That's the art of communication.org. You know, communication is the singular skill that will either define or limit your success. Erwin Raphael McManus is a world renowned communicator, futurist, cultural thought leader, and author whose books have sold more than a million copies worldwide. McManus has spent four decades refining the art of communication, and now he wants to teach it to you in a six-hour condensed course, develop and strengthen your communication skills with the art of communication. You'll learn about the seven frequencies of communication, 
Discover your personal frequency of communication and gain the tools you need to craft powerful, effective communication. You want to learn more? Go to theartofcommunication.org. That's theartofcommunication.org with Erwin McManus. Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. You've been in your home for 15 plus years. You know people who've dealt with a leaky roof, and you know what a mess it can be. Let us take a look at your roof before the storms arrive. You deserve the best. Call Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing. Best Buy Waterproofing before the water rises. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's Public Figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Theological Thursday. We're talking about the theology of Christmas I sure hope that as you plan for the holidays, you plan to also remember that it's about Jesus Christ in the midst of all the other uh, things that we can get, uh, you know, so busy with, including church and and uh, ministry and gifts and all that good stuff. And so I thought it'd be good for us to double down today and just spend some time talking with Will Easton. He's a pastoral resident here at Bridgeway Community Church, where I pastor a church in Maryland, and he's in the studios today on WAVA with me. Pastor Will, I'm going to call you that because I know one day you're going to be a pastor. Is that something you want to do? It is. Yeah, yeah. it's something I feel like God called me to when I was 16 years old uh, in the youth group at Bridgeway, uh, responded to that call. And, you know, it's been a, a journey ever since, but it's it's a cool thing to be able to come back and to have done this pastoral residency here at Bridgeway in the house that raised me. It's pretty cool uh, that you were an intern as well. How did you come to know the Lord growing up in uh, sort of a Christian family? What's that heritage? Yeah, so my my dad grew up in a Christian household, and he would probably say that he wasn't really walking with the Lord until around the time my sister was born, uh, which was the same time that Bridgeway was planted, and uh, he and my mom started attending together because they wanted to raise my sister in a church. My mom wasn't a Christian. Uh, mm-hmm. She wasn't raised in a Christian home, and yet she got saved at Bridgeway. My dad rededicated his life to the Lord uh, at, at Bridgeway. And your older sister who got, uh, who was inside your mom's belly. I remember when I gave the invitation, your mother stood up pregnant. Wow. And received Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. Wow. Isn't that something? I know. And now she's, you know, a missionary in Mexico. Yeah. Also grew up and received the Lord at this church. So it's, it's a special thing. Hmm. Uh, but my parents raised us at Bridgeway. They raised us in the knowledge of God. And so God was always sort of part of the conversation uh, growing up. But it wasn't until I was in high school that I really got serious about my faith, really uh, sort of dedicated my life to the Lord uh, consciously for myself. Uh, and then 
uh, ended up receiving a call to ministry while I was on a, a missions trip to Mexico. And that's something you met your wife here in youth group too, didn't you? I did. Yeah. So my wife didn't grow up here, but she came uh, when she was probably around 11 or, or 12. So we met when I was 16 and she was 13. She's three <laughs> years older than me. So, I mean, that's like 13 and 30 at that hey, point. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. You were how old? I was 13. 13. She was 16. She was 16. And did you have a crush on her that early? Oh man. I had a huge crush on her. Uh, Catherine, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I had a crush on her for probably five years. Oh, wow. Until we started actually dating. Did you know in your mind that this is the woman I'm going to be with? I did. I did. So I'd met her in, in, a, in June at a church picnic. Her mom worked, worked at the church as well. And then that December at a youth retreat, for some reason, I don't know if it, if it was just, you know, the Holy Spirit or if it was just all the emotions in the room. Uh, at the end of the the conference, but I went up to her and I said, "Hey, just so you know, you're the kind of woman I want to marry when I get older." Wow, how old were you when you said that? I was 13. You had game at 13. Uh, Look at you! Oh hey. my goodness! All right, go ahead, Bridgeway, young people. All right, so you said that at the end of a youth retreat, and now how long you guys been married? We've been married seven years, and you have a child, and we do a two year old girl named Sayla. Come on, somebody! Wow, talk about the theology of Christmas. That wasn't an immaculate conception, though. No, it wasn't. No, <laughs> that, wanna, that was normal. We just yep. want to make sure how this whole thing works. So today we're talking about the theology of Christmas. We're talking about Jesus Christ being born. Listen, the scriptures don't tell us that we're supposed to celebrate Christmas. So mm -hmm. why do we do that? Right. So I mean, for for hundreds and thousands of years, really since 480, Christians have been celebrating the coming the coming of Jesus, the first coming of Jesus. And for the for the early Jewish communities, the first followers of Jesus, for them, this was a celebration, uh, not just that God incarnate had come among us, but that God had also fulfilled his promise to send a Messiah, to send the real king of this universe, mm -hmm. who would be a true and better David, not just gathering the people of Israel back together after exile, but actually gathering together the whole human family, people from every tribe, nation, and tongue under one king, uh, the, the creator of the universe and the Lord Jesus. And so mm -hmm. that was sort of where it started for them. Um, but ever since 480, Christians have been celebrating at least uh, Advent and, and Christmas. And the Emperor Constantine came in. He did a lot of things bad, but maybe yeah. one thing he did that was good was to sort of counteract a lot of the pagan uh, solstice celebrations, winter solstice celebrations. Mm -hmm. He said, you know what? I want us to begin celebrating the birth of Christ when we would normally celebrate uh, the winter solstice season, sort of as a way of contextualizing uh, the gospel for pagan Roman mm. people. Jesus is a better, truer and better David. Come on, somebody. We need a truer and better David. I mean, Amen. I think I'm pretty good, but I'm right. not truer. <laughs> I'm not the best. Amen. So do you mean that this Constantine Noble, right? Mm -hmm. He said, you know what? This is a secular pagan feast and mm -hmm. holiday. Let's superimpose the birth of Christ at that time. So the actual date of December 25th is not the actual date. Would you agree with that? Right. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Yeah, we get little indications uh, throughout the scriptures, uh, especially the, the early parts of Jesus's biography that, you know, it's hard to exactly say, but probably Jesus was born closer to the spring. Mm -hmm. But Constantine said, you know, in sort of a very strategic act of contextualizing the Christian message to his pagan culture, you know, hey, let's, you know, help people realize that the pagan holidays that we celebrated, you know, the, the beginning of, of the new year, uh, you know, these are really in many ways just dim, faint reflections 
of the true story, the true reason uh, that we should be celebrating this season. Maybe you have a question about Christmas. Feel free to give us a call. 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's go to Baltimore, Maryland and talk with Grace, who's on the line. Hello, Miss Grace. How are you today? Hello, Pastor Anderson and Pastor Residence. Hey, yeah. are you are you on a um on a speakerphone or headsets? What do you got going on over there, Miss Grace? <laughs> well, I have two. Well, <laughs> it comes. I'm in my living room while my I have my phone on with you, so I'm trying to. Are you still hearing an echo? Yeah, you you can't pick up the phone and just put it to your ear, can you? One moment. Um, so we have two different devices going on. Okay, so got all kind of technology over there. Okay. So, uh, this, well, this should be okay now. All right. Well, just speak louder and tell us really quickly what you're thinking. So, what I'm thinking about the Christmas story is the most fascinating story, and the most um, it, it grabs your attention. And you think. God did all that for us. Mm -hmm. And so I had this connection with God's word from number 6, 24 through 26. And when God told the the priest to bless his people, and a part of that word is peace. Mm -hmm. And then you go to Isaiah chapter chapter 9, and it talks about the wonderful, confident, mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Uh And then you go to Luke chapter 2, and it talks about peace and earth. And good work to men. And then Jesus, after he was resurrected and he said he went to leave the earth, he said to his disciples, mm. you will have trouble in this world, but take heart. Gotcha. I have overcome the world and I give you my peace. Well, Yep, you're kind of going out on me a little bit, but I I appreciate your thought. Thank you so much, Miss Grace. I think her main point that we were able to catch maybe 50% of what she was saying is is that one of the things that the Lord was bringing through Christmas was peace. Mm -hmm. Can I share something cool, too? This didn't make it into my sermon, but it blew me away as I was studying for the sermon uh, that I preached this past Sunday, that Matthew's gospel actually starts with the pronouncement that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, mm-hmm. and then it ends. The very last verse in Matthew chapter 8 is when Jesus says to his disciples as he commissions them out, mm-hmm. and behold, I am with you mm-hmm. always. 28. Yep, 28. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, even until the end of the age. So yeah. from the very beginning to the very end, he wants us to see that he's God with us, which is the it. source of our peace. I love it. He is the source of our peace. He is the Prince of Peace. Maybe you need God's peace today. Guess what? This may be a divine appointment for you. Give me a call. We can walk you through it, talk you through it, pray you through it. The number's 888-432-7434. If you're just tuning in, I've got Will Eastham. He's our pastoral resident at Bridgeway Community Church, the church I pastor in Maryland. And he's hanging out with us today talking about the theology of Christmas. What does Christmas mean to you? And, and what do you questions might you have biblically uh, about Christmas? Uh, our number is 888-432-7434. And by the way, some of you may be wondering, uh, is Christmas Sunday open for church? I mean, a lot of churches have decided to close on Christmas Sunday, but they're maybe doing Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve Eve services. Let me tell you, on this year, 2022, on December the 25th, that's this Sunday, 
uh, Bridgeway Community Church will be open. So if you're looking for a church to worship in on Christmas Sunday, we are open at 945 in Columbia, Maryland. We're also open at 1130 in Owings Mills, Maryland. You can look us up by going to bridgeway.cc. Your kids are welcome too. I'm even going to do probably a little story time for kids. That doesn't happen too often. So I'm giving you a little insight. So if you want a good hour long, I might I might even uh, speak for a few more minutes, an hour and five minutes or so. Enjoy Christmas. I just could not close down the church, Will, on mm-hmm. Christmas Sunday. Out of all Sundays, why would I close it on Jesus' birthday? And I love it. It only comes seven years, so. I know, right? Might as well get in where you fit in. Hey, listen, when we come back, we're taking your phone calls. We'll start with uh, Anonymous and Silver Spring as soon as we return. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and pastor resident, Will Easton. It had become very apparent that some of the things I was involved with were taking over my life. In today's world, men are barraged with inappropriate content and images all day, every day. Some say that certain behaviors are just no big deal. It's just part of being a guy. But it's simply not true. It's a battleground for every man, and the opportunities to fail are everywhere. New Life's Every Man's Battle Workshop can help. After seven years, just one weekend, I completely changed man. For over 20 years, New Life Ministries has been helping men regain their integrity and purity through their one-of-a-kind Every Man's Battle Workshop. He said, you know, I think this is something that every man should go to. Married, dating, it was definitely life-changing. Now the workshop is coming to Washington, D.C., January 6th through the 8th. To save $50 on your registration, use the code WAVA50 when you call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Register online and use the code during checkout. Don't wait for him to call WAVA50. Ladies, time to reset. Hi, I'm Cheryl Martin, host of Excellent Living, and I'm inviting you to watch Reset Saturday morning, December 31st at 10. I'll share tips for doing life a different way so you win. Reset premieres 10 a.m. New Year's Eve at Facebook.com slash Excellent Living or on YouTube. Search Excellent Living Radio. Jumpstart 2023 God's Way Reset. Alexa can play WAVA-FM and hear us wherever you are on our mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, or Radio.com. Did you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Your station for life, 105.1 FM, WAVA. Wake up to WAVA-FM and focus on the family with Jim Daly and John Fuller. Weekday mornings at 7. Hi, Sarah. I'm sorry I'm late. The traffic is crazy. Yeah, it is. And it doesn't help that gas prices have skyrocketed. I can't believe how much it costs for gas now. Everyone's talking about how much gas is, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app, and I get cash back for every gallon of gas I buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid real cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yeah, real cash every time I buy gas. What? That sounds like it could really add up. 
I've made around $200 already. Wow, that's serious extra money. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code APP200 for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back in your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to PayPal or an e-gift card. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code APP200 for a 25 cents per gallon bonus in your first tank. That's code APP200 for 25 cents per gallon cash back in your first fill-up. Cash back is not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. What's up, good people? Guess what? It's Theological Thursday right here on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're talking about the theology of Christmas with my guest, Will Eastham, pastoral resident right here at Bridgeway Community Church. What does Christmas mean to you? What questions might you have theologically about Christmas? This would be a great time to uh, talk to Will Eastham, our resident theologian, hanging out with his pastor right here uh, in the Real Talk studio. My number is 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Will Easton, why should Christmas even matter to to those who are listening today? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. And I know there's a lot of debate, even in Christian circles, about whether we should celebrate Christmas. I think just taking it back to the story of Scripture, right, which we believe is human the human story is is our common shared history together Mm. we want to celebrate and remember uh, that for us for our salvation god decided to actually come and join humanity by becoming human he remained fully god but he did become fully human and you know that wasn't uh you know just a mistake uh it wasn't you know a, a sort of nice extra flourish uh, on top of a salvation he could have given us without becoming human. But Mm. as a lot of the ancient church fathers and our spiritual ancestors said, uh, what is unassumed is unhealed. And so if God wanted to heal us as our whole person, mind, body, soul, God had to to take on flesh. He had to really take on a body. Mm -hmm. He had to take on a human mind. He had to have a human soul. But why do you have to come as a baby? Didn't he have come as like a 13-year-old in puberty? <laughs> right. <laughs> Why do you have to come as a little infant, you think? I I personally think uh, that, number one, it just speaks to the heart of God, right? This is mm. the God who likes to reveal himself, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, and the things that the world considers mm. small and despised, uh, the mm. God whose weakness is stronger than human strength. And so I think that that's part of it. But tr- the church uh, fathers and even you know theologians of the church uh, like John Calvin, um, they all recognized that part and parcel of God's plan was to sort of, if you could, when we want to use the term sanctify, uh, but to really make clean and to be able to redeem uh, every single stage of human life. Mm. And so some have even said, you know, we can have hope uh, for for infants who have passed away because Christ Himself became an infant, mm-hmm. uh, and so. He grabbed hold of, you know, all, all human life so in every, every single stage, stage. He was able to to experience right. from infancy, from pregnancy to conception mm-hmm. to infancy to being uh, circumcised on the eighth day to, mm-hmm. to going through puberty to to, to adulthood, mm-hmm. like everything he was able yep, to. Yep, he experienced the, the, human, whole, yeah. the whole spectrum. How about that? 
888-344-7434. Let's go to Anonymous in Silver Spring, Maryland. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Pleasure. What are you yes. thinking? Uh-huh. I, I guess I was thinking um, the lighting of the four candles. The lighting the of the four of candles? Right. Uh-huh. The, uh, candle of hope, peace, joy, and love. Where is that the Alice come, come, come from? Let's ask. Hope, joy, peace, and love? And where's yeah. and where's that come from? Okay, let's ask yeah. uh, let's ask our pastoral resident, Will Eastham. Do you, are you familiar with that four candles? Yeah. So I I think that you're talking about the Advent wreath. Is that right, uh, anonymous? Right. Correct. So the tradition of the Advent wreath. This is fast, actually fascinating history. So it started, I believe, in Germany, with a a pastor in the 1800s who ran an orphanage and. When they would celebrate Advent and the, the four weeks leading up to Christmas, uh, you know, the, the kids in the orphanage would always get so excited for Christmas Day. They'd ask them, how many more weeks until Christmas? How many weeks until until Christmas or how many days until Christmas? And so he actually started putting out candles and each day they would light a candle and he would have a scripture lesson sort of just as a vis- visual, tangible uh, marker for them of how close they were till Christmas. But he gave it you know, a, a, a spin to be able to help them, you know, really understand the full meaning of Christmas too, by incorporating verses and the promises of God that led up to Jesus's birth in each of those days leading up to Jesus's birth. So we've sort of continued uh, that tradition on, but rather than however many candles he had mm-hmm. for all the days leading up to Christmas, we just do the four weeks and we've chosen, I think two of those are some of the uh, theological virtues that mm-hmm. Paul uh, talks about in first Corinthians 13. So mm-hmm. we have uh, faith, we have hope, we do have love, mm-hmm. uh, but we also have uh, a peace, I believe, or maybe it's it's joy. I've seen right. it. peace and joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've joy, seen it different. Joy, joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that joy. is that helpful, yes. Anonymous? Yes, it's wonderful because I, I I really enjoyed that this year. I enjoyed Christmas a lot. Mm-hmm. But when I heard about the first candle, and I asked uh, Minister Henley, she said, "Well, it's going to be four of them," so I didn't miss one. But gotcha. I still didn't know where it came from, so I needed to know where it came from. That is very helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much Absolutely. for your call, Anonymous and Will Eastham, for that response. Let's run to our commercial break. When we get back, we'll take Blake's call in Timonium, Maryland. So, Blake, you make sure you hold on. My lines are open if you want to grab one now. is a good time to get in where you fit in. Any questions about Christmas, the theology of it, the, the Bible, the history, give us a call, 888 888- Four three two seventy four thirty four. talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 3 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 3 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. 
Have you ever driven through your neighborhood and saw that neighbors had their grass that was way too long? They had all kinds of clovers in the grass, and you're wishing as you drive silently, I wish they would mow their lawn. Well, guess what? Why don't you get them a gift? (laughs) Call Laser Landscaping and let them cut the lawn for your neighbors. Go to Laser with a Z Landscaping LLC on Facebook or give them a call if you want them to beautify your lawn. 240-516-4967 for those who live in the Prince George's County and surrounding areas. Their number once again, 240-516-4967. It's Laser Landscaping or just ask for the owner, Fidel. And make sure you tell Fidel that Dr. Anderson sent you. Christmas Day is on a Sunday this year. Why not join us at Bridgeway Community Church as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior? This year, Bridgeway will have two identical services on Christmas morning at 945 at our Columbia, Maryland campus and at 1130 at our Owings Mills, Reisterstown, Maryland campus. Bring the whole family to enjoy a festive service of music and worship, as well as an inspiring message from our senior pastor, Dr. David Anderson. And if you're not able to make it in person, you can worship with us on YouTube Live and Facebook Live at 945 a.m. Be sure to follow us and subscribe to our channel at Bridgeway MD. So join us on Christmas morning, December 25th at 9.45 a.m. in Columbia, Maryland and on YouTube and Facebook or at 11.30 a.m. in Owings Mills, Reisterstown. For more information and directions, visit us at bridgeway.cc. That's bridgeway.cc. Merry Christmas. Dr. David Anderson. Hey, listen, we got one more segment left. So if you want to talk to us about Christmas, now is the time. The theology of Christmas. Do you have a Bible question, a theological question, or maybe even one that's a traditional question about Christmas? Feel free to give us a call. I've got Will Easton with me. He is a pastor or resident at my church, the one I have the privilege of serving as the founding and senior pastor, and it's Bridgeway Community Church. If you want to know more about Bridgeway, just go to bridgeway.cc. That's bridgeway.cc. And here's the cool thing. Will Easton preached at Bridgeway just last Sunday. So if you go to YouTube, uh, the YouTube address for Bridgeway is, I think it's Bridgeway, Maryland, Bridgeway MD. Mm-hmm. So at Bridgeway MD. And if you join us and subscribe there, uh, you'll see uh, last Sunday. Was it last Sunday? Was it yeah. last Sunday? Yeah, yeah, it was last Sunday. Wow. Um, you know, you'll see his message. And uh, it was from Luke chapter two was it matthew chapter two? matthew one matthew mm-hmm. one and so chapter two had nothing to do with it huh? no no close though, close <laughs> well though. you want to know what that's what i'm preaching on this sunday luke chapter two oh, wow. so it's fresh in your head it's so fresh that's right i'm like man if will preached it then maybe i could just get his notes and preach it but uh i guess i'll have to preach my own oh, no. lucky for you then yeah you don't have to use my notes <laughs> there you go well, I'm, I'm excited to talk about uh, the shepherds so i hope you guys will come to church okay we're going to timonium maryland now talk to blake who's on the line hello blake Dr. Anderson here. Hi, Dr. Anderson and Will, too. How y'all doing? Ah, Alive and grateful. Thanks for calling. What are you thinking? I think today's a good topic, though, even though it kind of falls on Hanukkah. But I know for me, 
for all, all, always over the years, I always thought, like, was really Jesus born on July 25th instead of December 25th in the theory? Because it kind of seems very weird. I know with the government kind of making up different stuff, but it's good to put, like, the Christian faith out there for holidays. Mm-hmm. But my feeling is that it just seems weird. Or Like, in the Bible, it doesn't say, like, what day and time of the temperature and the season it was when Jesus was born during a few weeks after Hanukkah, though in that in the city of Bethlehem. Yeah. Well, and there's some debate over it. I've heard more like around September 25th to 29th, the end of September, because it's in line with the feast. Uh, but, you know, it, it's we really don't know. And I don't know if you heard earlier in the show, but Will Eastham told us how we kind of got to not so much the date, but the season. You want to re- remind Blake of that in case he missed it earlier, Will? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I know it is a little bit confusing since we're not trying to sort of map out exactly, I guess, calendar-wise when Jesus was born and celebrated then. But, uh, you know, to my knowledge, according to tradition, uh, Christians have been celebrating the birth of Jesus uh, and the weeks leading up to Jesus' birth since around 480. Uh, but the Emperor Constantine... When he became emperor, became a Christian, uh, like I said, he did a lot of things wrong. But one thing that I think he he got kind of right was he decided to adapt the pagan holiday of winter solstice and uh, to to put the celebration of Christ's birth there to Mm. sort of help the the Roman pagans in his time uh, contextualize and understand uh, the birth of Christ so that they could sort of swap out one celebration for another. Yeah, so we don't hold fast on the date. That's our cultural date, uh, as it's always been. But, you know, you don't have to, like, argue biblically over it. Um, that's kind of how I look at it. What do you think about that, Blake? I think the same with you, Dr. Anderson. I know also I used to have, like, a friend who happened to be of, like, the Hebrew faith and just that, like, you always, like, I know kind of like the like, – not to be like, oh, they got me good on this question, though, but anyway, it's just like I kind of thought over the years, like kind of like not, not in the meanest way, like take your pick, though, right, but like right. I wasn't sure either, though. So it was right. like one of my female female friends, and like I'm kind of close with, with her, not by talking to her like once in a while, though, but it's just, it was just like I'm kind of like, Lord, please help me, though, mm-hmm, <laughs> with that mm-hmm. question, though, in that moment. Just just remember talking back and forth, though. Right. Luckily, that, that person was open, though, and just kind of like, if you have to talk about me, like, I can talk about something with you, though. Right. Well, and you don't have to be uh, dogmatic about it. You can just kind of say, hey, traditionally, this is a cultural holiday in America, and we choose not to use it for winter solstice. We choose to celebrate uh, Jesus's birth. And a lot of people have issues with the tree and the lights and the, but we can use that to talk about what the tree means for us in scripture and what light means to us in scripture. So I kind of like what Constantine did. He kind of flipped the script on him. So, um, go with that philosophy and don't fight about it. I think you'll be fine and buy her a gift. She'll be happy. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Cause I know like with the wise men, I'm like, yes, I know it was cold. Like how, how that'd be so impossible though. Right, what they, right. what they wore back well, then. It was, it was cold, <laughs> cold at night. Cold at night. So even in Africa, it's cold at night, you know. So, all right, my friend, blessings to you. Okay, Blake? All right. You too. Take care now.
So, you know, people do have sometimes, uh, I don't know if hangups are the right word, but questions and concerns. And there's a lot that we really don't have to be dogmatic on, right? Right. Yeah. I think that I want to under, you know, understand and empathize with, I think for some people they're afraid uh, that, you know, because uh, winter solstice was a pagan holiday, because Emperor Constantine said, hey, instead of winter solstice, let's celebrate the birth of Christ, that somehow, you know, there was like a syncretism or sort of an, an unhealthy uh, fusion uh, between paganism and Christianity. And so people are afraid that they're being idolatrous. But really, I think it's no different than, you know, any of the other ways that we take culture that is redeemable. Uh, and mm. are able to use it uh, to glorify God. There's some parts of culture that aren't redeemable, right, that we need to reject, but there's other parts of culture uh, like music uh, that we can receive and that we can use to glorify God. And I think that Christmas trees and, you know, Christmas lights, all of these things uh, we can we can use to glorify God and help point to him as the reason for the season. Well, even Easter and uh, the resurrection mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, you know, so eat some peeps and worship the Lord at the right. same time. Exactly. Okay, 888-432-7434. We've got just a couple minutes left if you want uh, to join us. I'm talking to Will Eastham. He was an intern at Bridgeway. Uh, went off to Moody Bible Institute and received his Bachelor's of Theology, then North Park uh, Seminary, where he got his Master's of Divinity, then came back home, and now he's a pastoral resident at Bridgeway Community Church. What's one of the greatest joys about being in pastoral ministry now that your schooling is over? How's that shift for you, Will Easton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know, felt a call to ministry when I was 16, and through conversations with you and conversations with uh, you know, other people in my life who are in pastoral ministry. Um, you know, I sort of discerned that although I was ready to jump right into ministry, uh, you know, there was a season of preparation that I should yield to and, and let God, you know, form me in that by going through school and eventually going to seminary. So I think it's it's just really joyful for me to be able to now, you know, sort of on the other side of that season of preparation, be able to really come back and to be able to serve uh, not just, you know, in, in any church, but in the house where I received my call mm-hmm. uh, and in the house that helped raise me up. It's a sweet thing to be able to, you know, help uh, lead and to learn from and learn with uh, a lot of the people who helped raise me up in the faith. Some of the people who I look out when I'm preaching, like when I preached last Sunday and I see they were people who taught me Sunday school. Mm. So it's a cool thing to be able to you now step into that, you know, stream of, of discipleship and uh, to be able to do intergenerational ministry together. Well, when you say intergenerational ministry, uh, multi-generational ministry, I'm just thinking of your dad and your mom, your mom who got saved while your older sister was in her belly, and now your older sister's a missionary in Mexico. She's married to an elder of a church, and they had a baby. Mm -hmm. So that means when I look at your family, I see your parents, I see your sister and you, and then I see your sister who has a child. So as a pastor who started church to be able to see, would that be three generations there? Mm-hmm. And then my grandma. And then your grandma, that's right. Who started coming. That comes and helps and bridge kids all of those years. When I see that, I get to literally look at four generations of one family mm-hmm. now turn to worship Jesus Christ. And for generations to come, I believe, your child, mm-hmm. right? Sayla, when I see your child, yep. these children now will have the heritage of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Very cool. Very cool. I love it. We're coming right back. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. 
Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code TREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code T-R-E-E. Use code TREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cashback's not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Everyone has unique abilities. And with Able Now. Individuals with disabilities are able to save money while maintaining certain benefits, such as Medicaid. AbleNow is a tax advantage savings program specifically designed for people with disabilities. Open an account online today and start saving for the things that are important to you. To learn if you or someone you know is eligible, visit AbleNow.com. AbleNow is administered by Virginia 529. Hi, this is Pastor Lutzer, teacher on Running to Win. I'm thrilled to tell you that Running to Win can now be heard right here on 105.1 FM WAVA every weeknight at 7.30 p.m. The Bible encourages us to run with endurance the race set before us. Please join us every evening at 7.30 p.m. here on WAVA. Emotions are a gift from God for intimacy. Dr. Josh Straub on Focus on the Family Minute. They're not negative. That worry can be used as a way to build intimacy. You know, and scripture says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Worry helps us to understand who we can trust in life. Worry helps us to understand how to be vulnerable with the right people. And if we negate that, the opposite is moving to anxiety like I was doing where I'm dancing in relationships, maybe withdrawing, not engaging, not partnering with people because I'm afraid, well, you might hurt me. So we put walls up. Whereas if we can tap into fear in a healthy way and worry in a healthy way, it leads us to intimacy in relationships, mm-hmm. the awe and wonder of God who's showing up and saying, I've got you. I love you. You have nothing to fear because I am with you. Hear more from Josh at familyminute.org. Talk with Dr. David Anderson with Will Eastham. He is a pastor resident right here at Bridgeway Community Church, where I am the founding and senior pastor. He's on WAVA 105.1 FM, uh, the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country. So glad you've been hanging out with me. Will Eastham, thanks for hanging out with me as well. It's so good to do ministry with you, my friend. Likewise, such a privilege. You know, uh, the Christmas story is something that's been prophesied hundreds of years prior to Jesus coming. It says in uh, Isaiah 9, 6 and Isaiah 7, 14, that, that this Jesus would be born. Mm-hmm. And so generations and generations and generations, God is a generational God, isn't he? Yep. 
Absolutely. You're evidence of a generational God, because when I look at you, I think about your mother, your grandmother, your child. Uh, a lot of people may not know the story. Can you just tell us uh, in a minute or two how this all took place again? Yeah, absolutely. So after you had started Bridgeway, I think within the first within the first year, for yeah, sure, my was. parents both came. And my mom was pregnant with my sister. My mom was not raised in a Christian household. My dad was, but wasn't walking with the Lord. And within that year, through Bridgeway's ministry, uh, they both came uh, to, to dedicate their lives to Christ. My mom for the first time, my dad for the second time. Hmm. And after my sister was, was born, I think one of the first children born into Bridgeway as a young church plant. she was the first plant. child born into Bridgeway. Wow. Mm -hmm. And soon after that, um, you know, she got sick. And my mom had invited my grandma uh, previously before she got sick. And my grandma came, checked it out. She really liked it. But, you know, my grandma didn't grow up going to church. It wasn't, you know, something she believed in. Um, and yet when my sister got sick, my grandma made a promise to God. Mm. And she said, you know, if, if you heal my granddaughter, I will make sure, I, you know, I never miss a Sunday. Uh, and, you know, going forward, she... God healed my, my sister and my grandma said, okay, I better keep my promise to God now. Mm. So she kept coming uh, to church. She got saved at Bridgeway as well. And then this past Sunday, my sister is a missionary in Mexico. She's back visiting for Christmas. Mm. Her son, Liam, and my daughter, Selah, were both in Bridge Kids together wow. while I preached and my, <laughs> and my parents and my grandma sat uh, and, and listened to me unfold God's word Look at that. in service. Talk about four generations, right? Yep. Your grandma mm -hmm. got saved here. Mm -hmm. Your mom mm -hmm. got saved here. Your sister, you, and your other sister got saved here. Mm -hmm. And now two of three of you are married with children, and those children were in our children's ministry. Yep. An intergenerational God. Good Lord have mercy. Well, I tell you what. And what y'all don't know is his mother, uh, Will Eason's mom, was the director of children's ministry uh, for so many years after my wife kind of started it when we were just really small. And then when Karen got saved, which is his mother, uh, we put her right to work. Right. <laughs> She's been doing children's ministry for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm just so grateful for you uh, having the faith of your fathers, your forefathers, um, and the work that you're doing for the Lord, uh, Will. And if you could give a final word in just the next uh, 10 seconds to encourage someone who's listening, even now, mm -hmm. what word do you have? for them yeah it would be as we talk about god being an, an intergenerational god looking at the life of joseph and the generations leading up to joseph there was a lot of family brokenness and if, if you're listening and and you feel like you know you don't have a sense of hope for your future for your heritage because you come from a broken family uh just like jesus was for joseph jesus can be the healer of your family's heritage mm. and so if you invite him into your life if you continue to seek him, uh, then he will come to you and he can heal your heritage and turn it around. We have a God who heals and he's a turnaround God. Thank you so much, Will Eastham. And Lord Jesus, we pray and say thank you that you did come and that you lived, you died, you rose again from the dead. And so will we as well in Jesus's name. Amen. 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 Help your children.